You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. Another world, another time, in the age of wonder. There was once a dream, you could only whisper it. Anything more than a whisper, and it would vanish. A battle between good and evil. You don't know the power of the dark side. Where shall I find a new adversary so close to my own level? Try the local sewer. You know of the rebellion against the Empire? The Avengers, Earth's mightiest heroes. Peace means having a bigger stick than the other guy. One of these days, I'm gonna have a stick of my own. I'm Groot. Welcome to the Neverland Podcast. The podcast for lovers of Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars. I'm glad you're here to tell us these things. Please welcome your host, Jeremy. I thought he'd be taller. Yeah, I can fly. All it takes is faith and trust. Well, if it isn't the Star Spangled Man with a plan, what is your plan today? Up to Neverland! <laughs> Take your pixie out of your pockets, Neverlanders. Sprinkle some pixie dust around and fly away with me to Neverland. It's me! It's me! It's your favorite spider pan. I'm the only spider pan that you know, but that's okay. Uh, but it's me, it's Jeremy, and I'm come to lead the way to Neverland, and we're not flying alone because guess who's with us? Hey, Possibly everyone! Eric. How's it going? Oh, it is It is definitely going. Uh, we are definitely flying. It is going to be a long flight to Neverland because, my goodness, we have so much to talk about. <laughs> uh, I've been I've been just digging around to see what kind of movie news and stuff we could talk about this week, and I, I found a lot of stuff. And uh, there's, there's not a whole big amount of things I found going on in the parks, but we got plenty to go and lots of fun to have, so we might as well just dive in and get started. All right. Disney and Geek Universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland. All right, so for Disney Park news, we've already talked about the Main Street Electrical Parade was going to return, but it has now officially returned and it's sticking around till June 18th. Wonderful. So now's your chance. Go. <laughs> oh, I definitely Go to am. I definitely am, and I invite everyone. You know, go ahead. Come on with me. Sure. Because we'll take that virtual trip because I'm sure you'll record some audio for us. Oh, of course. Of course. Or e even perhaps, uh, you know, we're, we're still looking at the live streaming of Facebook, but you should have access to the within the like page in the group that you can actually live stream it. Yeah, I'm hoping to. Sounds but, like a plan. Yeah, um, just, just a matter of finding a, the best place to stand and making sure I got enough battery power. Yeah, definitely. But of course, with any big event at Disneyland comes new merchandise. Of course, you know how 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 is it unlike Disney not to at least make some money off of what they're doing? No kidding. <laughs> and at the Disney Parks blog, we've got all kinds of T-shirts that they're showing here. And I, I the we looked at the Disney Store online, and it appears these are specifically Disneyland only merchandise. Cannot that's, buy it online. Yeah, that's what it looks like. But uh, they, they certainly have got some great designs on these T-shirts. And I have a definite favorite. It has a, a vintage-style Mickey Mouse in his kind of one-foot-up pose standing next to the, the big drum Main Street mm -hmm. Electrical Parade. 
The only thing that would make this better is if it glows in the dark. Oh, yes. And and actually, Disney came out uh, with some designs similar to this a couple... Oh, about a year and a half ago, uh, which was kind of a neon color that is glow-in-the-dark. I would not be surprised if these echoed that. Yeah, it would just only make sense, especially, you know, if they had it, you know, colored just right. Because, you know, paint the night, uh, you know, you had some stuff to glow along with the show. But how cool would it be if they had, like, just enough black light maybe showing an electrical parade to make the shirt kind of shine you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You just oh, have the right colors. That would be very awesome. Yeah, it'd be really cool. I don't recall there being much black light itself being used in the parade, but certainly anything to help uh, these shirts glow in the dark would be tremendous. Yeah, you know, they could sneak a few black lights among the bulbs just oh, yeah. to kind of, you know, it's, it's possible. I don't know if they did such a thing. We're just speculating, folks, okay? Uh, but they have this really kind of fun, and I'm sure this blinks, It's but it's like a headband with some mouse ears. Mm-hmm. And it's got little pictures of Mickey. You kind of faint in there, and it's clear ear. So I, I, I'm, and it looks like there's a switch on it. So I'm saying that this has got to be some sort of light up device. Oh yeah, yeah. These headbands they do light up, and usually uh, each ear has two alternating images in it. It'll show, you know, it, it might light up different parts of uh, the image that's on there with these. Uh, the images are actually uh, Mickey's. Uh, head turned in about a three-quarter profile so uh, you see both of his ears on the top of his head and I'll bet what happens is when you turn them on and as they're working the lights will probably alternate around this silhouette of Mickey yeah that's what I'm thinking as well and what y'all can't see because you're not seeing Eric on Skype is he put his hands up like Mickey ears (laughs) when he's (laughs) describing this (laughs) <laughs> we are working on everybody being able to see as we kind of go over some news. I'm working on some details to set up some like Google Hangouts where everybody can kind of participate and we can record some Disney news. Maybe we'll record the entire podcast that way, except for I won't be able to edit in the uh, story time and things like that. But we are working on that, so maybe you can actually see us. But uh, I need to do an update to my camera. Well, so I just that way you can make, see. I just need to make sure to put my laundry away first. That's probably a good idea. <laughs> Uh, there's also a couple of pins. There's a yeah. limited release pin, which has Mickey holding the Main Street Electrical Parade uh, drum mm-hmm. with a train. Yep. Very cool. And an annual pass holder limited edition, which has the Cheshire Cat underneath kind of a mushroom tree. And Alice, you can see, standing on top, well, sitting on top of it. Mm-hmm. And it looks like it's got a dangly bit down there. Yeah, yeah. A little dangly uh, drum again for the Main Street Electrical Parade. Very cool. So annual pass holders, and it's I'd almost want to keep it with the package because the packaging for this, uh, it looks like it's all kind of shiny and uh, I, I'm not sure what to describe the material. <laughs> kind of like a, a reflective. Uh, and even even the other one, the one with Mickey and the train, that looks to be the same type of uh, material, just tinted blue. Yeah, so I'd almost want to keep it attached because we were actually discussing before we record that it's it's really easy to lose your pins because they're so small. Mm-hmm. So unless you stick them on something. Now that's not, but the the shirts and the pins aren't the only uh, pieces of merchandise coming. There is also a limited edition cell uh, that's been done in ink and paint, which features Elliot the dragon and Mickey Mouse dressed up as Pete as he appears in the parade. And he's even holding an apple. Exactly. <laughs> I love this. I would I would love to get this on a shirt, or at least, 
Yeah, I'm not sure how big this is, because uh, I would love to be able to hang something like this on the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, my guess is it's probably about uh, 9.5 by 11, or 11.5 by 9, um, standard size for an animation cell. Uh, we do know that it is a limited edition of 350 pieces. Um, it's going to be framed, unframed, framed with a pin, and framed with a postcard and pin. So, um, you know, there, there are going to be a different uh, variety of ways to get it, uh, and certainly going to be reflecting price points with uh, at each of those styles as well. Yeah, uh, and these are going to be at the Emporium and Disney Showcase there at Main Street USA. Mm-hmm. And, now, of the, course, there will be an After Hours premiere ticketed event that will be available as well. Well, that actually happened back on the 19th. Yeah, I guess it did. <laughs> now, uh, the cell, however, is only going to be available at the Disneyana store uh, in Disneyland, which is actually just uh, right as you walk in through the uh, East Tunnel, you turn to the right, and there's the old bank on Main Street. That's now the Disneyana shop. And so that's, you know, if that's one of your first places that you like to visit, that's the first place you see as you walk into the park, at least on that side of Main Street, and it's the last place you see before you leave on that side as well. And so it's definitely probably a good place to uh, hit as you're leaving the park, so you're carrying your merchandise out on your way out the door instead of carrying it around all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless, so now see, I know in Walt Disney World when I purchased items, uh, I was staying on Disney property, so I could have my items sent over to my resort mm-hmm. so I could pick them up before I left. Now, does Disneyland have that capability? Yeah, Disneyland has that capability where it can be sent to your room if you're staying on property. The Disneyland Hotel, uh, the Grand Californian, or the um, Paradise Pier Hotel. Um, but if you're just planning on spending the day there, there actually is a way that you can have items held to pick them up at the end of the day before you leave the resort. Awesome. Yeah, so that's definitely something I would take advantage of because I hate carrying stuff around all day. Oh, definitely. It, it does tend to make things a little bit messy. <laughs> all right, we've got some movie news. Okay, now this this is unexpected because I had thought that we were going to get an Inhumans movie. That had been, I, I thought, part of the plan that yeah. they had announced. Mm-hmm. But we're actually getting uh, a series next fall. Exactly. On ABC. Yeah, this is a little bit different uh, from anything that any of us expected. Uh, We're going to have a a big two-part movie, actually, uh, which leads into the series. Yeah, this is being directed by, uh, I'm going to probably butcher this name, Roel Rain. Or Ryan. (laughs) Or Ryan, yeah. Uh, You've probably never heard of him because he's done a lot of direct-to-video releases like like sequels to low-budget movies Mm -hmm. from I saw on the list. Uh, This is going to be exclusive in IMAX theaters for two weeks this September. Now, there's going to be something, I guess, exclusive about going to see it in IMAX, but I'm pretty sure this being the pilot episodes that they will be showing it on television when the series launches. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. So this is very, you know, very cool. I'm, I've, they've got a lot of new characters to introduce, but I guess since they've spent a lot of time introducing us uh, the Inhumans on Marvel's Agents of Shield, it does make sense to continue that as a television. Uh, that way, they can easier tie Daisy in to the uh, entire, you know, mm-hmm. world of the Inhumans. So yeah, well, and and definitely into the royal family, the Inhumans. I know for right. uh, quite some time there was a rumor going around that. Uh, uh, Vin Diesel was going to be playing Black Bolt. Um, who's to say what the plan is now, uh, since uh, the actual official movie has been taken off of the 
uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe schedule. But, you know, it'll be interesting to see how uh, they change it for this new series. Yeah, I'm kind of curious what the, the decision behind it, or what the thoughts behind the decision was, but I have a feeling it has to do with, since they've already had the, the Inhumans on television, just to continue with that concept. Yeah. So it makes sense. It's just it's a little disappointing that we're not getting a regular feature film. Uh, but speaking of uh, interesting feature films, yes. there is an animated Spider-Man film coming. And it's being written and produced. Now, I, I, I remember coming across this before, and I think we've talked about it, mentioning it, that there was in the there were talks about it. But Phil Lord and Chris Miller, known for the Lego movie, mm-hmm. are going to write and produce this thing. And then Bob Perchetti, who has directed The Little Prince, which I, I don't know if it ever was in theaters, but it's on Netflix, and I've been told I should check it out, and I, I do plan to watch it. And then uh, Peter Ramsey, who directed Rise of the Guardians, which I did see. It is pretty good. Uh, so they're, they're set to team up and direct this as an animated film. And uh, from what I was reading, you, this is going to have a traditional-looking Spider-Man outfit, but inside the outfit will be Miles Morales and not Peter Parker. Which, to me, is a little disappointing, mainly because I never read anything with Miles Morales. I didn't care when they, you know, when they swapped him in back when Peter Parker was supposed to be dead in the Ultimate line of comics. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, I'm, I'm a Peter Parker guy, so I was like, who's this kid? I don't care. Well, and, and I've kind of gotten to like Miles Morales a bit more over uh, the years. He's uh, a different take on the Spider-Man mythos, and uh, they've actually found a way through this, um, through the whole... Uh, uh, S- Secret Wars to bring Miles Morales into the main Marvel Universe. Uh, and he's actually uh, acting on his own uh, in conjunction and kind of uh, in uh, opposition to Peter Parker in some ways. But uh, it's an interesting and different take on the character. It is one way to kind of expand the Spider-Man family and the legacy. There's There's been a lot going on with Spider-Man in the comics. I'm not going to go into detail on it. <laughs> yeah, that's a discussion we could definitely have. Yeah, though. it's interesting, but you know, I've come to like Miles. It's you know, moving Spider-Man back to being a teenager again and uh, dealing with life issues and things that come up at that time in your life. Uh, he's got a good family around him, um, and it'll be interesting to see where they take uh, Miles Morales uh, with this animated film. Yeah, and I, I'm expecting it will be computer-animated graphics. Yeah, I expect so. Now, the what, one thing that I would wonder, and before when I was reading about this, they mentioned that it, they didn't plan to have it part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if they'll find a way to connect it by, you know, when they put this together. Of course, then you'd have two Spider-Mans running around, and I, that's, a, that's more than enough for even the regular Marvel Universe in the comics. But to do it in, you know, the, the Cinematic Universe might be just too much. Well, I'm, I'm just going to hold out hope that we get that Spider-Ham movie one of these days. <laughs> as soon as we get that Bat-Mite movie. Exactly. <laughs> okay, uh, I also I have a quote from Karen Gillan about playing Nebula in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. And she says, What I love about the second movie for Nebula in particular is that we get... We know that she's a pretty angry woman with some daddy issues, but in the second movie, we're going to start to see how much pain her father actually caused her, and we're do- going to dive right into the relationship with her sister Gamora. I think we might even feel a tinge of sympathy towards Nebula this time, because we really start to see the emotional crack in her character, and I was just allowed to completely explore that and take it into a completely different dimension with her. I was really happy about that. 
And she also has confirmed that she will be in an upcoming Avengers movie, which doesn't surprise me. The Infinity mm. War. So. Yeah. <laughs> and Thanos is going to be involved. So, of course, Nebula should be there. And I, I, this excites me. I would like to see some depth to Nebula and the relationship with him and her and Gamora. You know, I would, the, the exploring that sounds very interesting to me. I because I you know, it would be kind of neat to have a bit of a redemption story where where maybe she'd start siding with Gamora. You know, mm-hmm. it's possible instead of trying to kill her. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that I know besides this about Gamora in this new film. Uh, Karen Gillan has said that she did not completely shave her head this time. Hmm. So that means we'll probably have a different look for Gamora. Yeah, well, she did kind of get trashed pretty good Gamora, there at the end. For uh, Nebula, her, I'm sorry. Nebula. Yeah, well, we know she lost an arm there mm-hmm. at the end of the movie. So, you know, yeah, and I think they've shown her a little bit in the trailer. I mean, it looked very different, but I'm, I'm figuring it was supposed to be Nebula. And there was a photo I did see online, and uh, it's it's similar, but yet very different. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, very interesting. Now, another thing that I find very interesting, what if you walked into a comic book shop and all of a sudden heard Captain America talking to you? Especially through a plush toy. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, there's actually a really cool YouTube video about this where Chris Evans set up kind of an, a prank escape room uh, and uh, had had played a little bit of a game and then introduced himself to a couple of people who were inside of a comic shop. But it was all to help announce this charity event he's got going with Omaze. Mm-hmm. So com slash experiences slash Chris dash Evans. Go and check this out. There are various different uh, levels of donation you can make to get an entry to win to do an escape room with Chris Evans himself. Yeah, and it's it, it's very interesting. You know, the closest thing I can compare it to is I don't know if you've ever seen the movie The Man Who Knew Too Little with Bill Murray. Nope, unfortunately, I haven't seen it. It's about getting people who have no idea what's going on invested in a storyline that's going on all around them. And in this case, it was Chris Evans getting people in this comic shop to kind of team up with Captain America and figure out how to overcome or or even infiltrate Hydra. (laughs) Yeah. And this is all going to benefit Christopher's Haven, which is a home for kids when cancer hits home, is what their slogan is. Now, I think this might be something that he's joined with uh, um, Chris uh, Pratt. Because they're they're both pictured together in a photo on the page, and I know they get along swimmingly, and they've done some stuff. And being that it's called Christopher's Haven, I wonder if this is something they've joined together to do. But uh, they they give you know when when families have to travel for cancer treatment for the child, uh, there this provides them somewhere to live. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I mean it's really cool, and they uh, they they have massage therapy, pet therapy, arts and crafts, movie nights, birthday and holiday parties, bell ringing ceremonies, outings and sporting events, and the other excursions to local attractions. So they, they try to keep their spirits up while they're, you know, when you've got a, I, I, I don't have any children myself, but you do. And I, I can imagine if you found out one of them had cancer, it would just be out of your mind. Oh, definitely, definitely. And the great thing is, uh, you know, this isn't the first time that we've seen a team up with Omaze like this. Uh, there have been, uh, I know, now I'm suddenly blanking out. Uh, Wasn't there some Stark. Star Wars? Um, yeah, de- oh, there, yeah, there has been Star Wars. There's Robert Downey been, Jr. did something, yeah, yes. Robert Downey Jr. working with Omaze to you know, raise money for these charities and these organizations, really to, to help families take care of the things that they need to take care of. Yeah, so very, very cool. 
Uh, there's there's some of the um, the donation levels have already sold out, uh, which you know considering the one that one of the, the the highest one that's left, there's only two left where you'd get a T-shirt and a poster for Age of Ultron, and that's a $500 donation. That there's only two of those right now as I'm looking at it, but there were also autographed copies of uh, Amer- Captain America: Civil War and just the DVD. That's already sold out, and those were probably going for at least like what seven fifty, maybe maybe a thousand. Wow! Uh, and then Chris Evans also was recording voicemail messages, personalized. Those are already sold out, and they've also even sold out of a signed Captain America poster. So I'm thinking this has been pretty successful already for the amount of money that's coming in. And of course, every you know, for every ten dollars, according to when I was reading this originally, for every ten dollars that you've donated, that's one entry you have. So, uh, the lowest level is a you donate twenty. Well, there's actually a donate ten dollars. There's oh, that's a hundred entries to win at, at, at ten dollars. Okay, oh. uh, two hundred fifty entries to win at twenty five dollars, and you'll get a digital thank you card uh, from Chris Evans. At five hundred uh, entries, or it's a fifty dollar, you, you'll get an escape with Chris keychain. Uh, if you want a T-shirt, that's a hundred dollar donation. There's going to be a total of one thousand entries. So everything is limited. So if you want to get in on this, definitely do it. And if you're saying, "Well, I don't live anywhere near Chris Evans," that's okay. This is you and three friends. You will be flown out and put in a four-star hotel. Plus, uh, you can celebrate your... Uh, I like the way this is phrased on here. Celebrate your escape or soothe your sorrows with burgers and beer. <laughs> so, so if you manage to not escape the room, and no telling what this is going to be. There's a list. Of, I mean, it could be a murder mystery. You could be in a haunted house. No telling what this is going to be. But you're going to go through the... And I, I don't know that Chris Evans even knows exactly the solution to the room you're going into. You might just be going through a whole experience, and you're going to have to solve it together with Chris Evans. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm totally down with this because I, I oh, love yeah. helping out cancer families anyway. So uh, I'm keeping this page open. I'm going to come back to it later so I can I can sign up for something because this will be fun. And if I win, I'll definitely report back uh, every little detail that I can. But odds are I'm not going to win. But I'm <laughs> going to try and I'm going to at least donate and help some of these families out because this is so cool. I'm really excited when I saw this. This is just great. Oh, yeah. And, and you know with Chris Evans behind it and working... You know, with the organizers, it's going to be fantastic. Of course, it is. I mean, oh, wait, probably the that—that's probably the wrong word. Um, it'll be assembling. No. Um, well, you will assemble with some friends. It'll be amazing. Exactly, it will be amazing. Uh, I Uncanny. can't think um, of any good Stan Lee words for this other than Excelsior. <laughs> it will be Excelsior. It'll be wood pulp shavings. Okay. Yes. <laughs> If we want to go for that little meeting, then yeah. <laughs> Look it up on Google, folks. <laughs> well, uh, I think we better go have a visit to the trailer park. All right. Mama, now the gator got in the house. Now the gator? Give me that sugar. Come here. Get him, Mom. Get that gator. The Neverland Trailer Park. Hello? You know you gotta pay for that, right? Hey, come on. Not okay!
got ourselves an X-Men fan. Maybe a quarter of it happened. And not like this. In the real world, people die. Logan. I don't want to talk about it. Logan. Just stop. Be careful. I need the girl. What girl? Go get her. No. And we're down. She's like you. Very much like you. I am not whatever it is you think I am. She needs our help. Someone will come along. Someone has come along. This is what life looks like. People who love each other. A home. You should take a moment. Feel it. You still have time. All right, so that was Logan. Uh, word of warning, we suspect this could end up being an R-rated film. So when the film comes out, I will not be reviewing it here if it's an R-rated film, but I will probably blog a review because uh, you know, we, we tend to be a family-friendly, and if this movie does push the envelope of family-friendliness and go outside, we won't be able to talk about it. But the trailer we'll still talk about because this looks very interesting. Oh yeah, and it's it's Wolverine as we haven't seen him, old and taking care of a, a young girl. That uh, now this is definitely X twenty three, and I don't know a whole lot about her in the comics, but I know that she's like a clone of Logan. Yes, uh, a clone of Logan who actually has two claws that come out of her hands and one that comes out of her feet. And this, she's definitely using them in this trailer, mm-hmm. which. I guess it's supposed to be kind of funny. At the beginning of this trailer, you see her. You know, maybe she's uh, she's not familiar with with what's acceptable human behavior, but she's in a convenience store and she's hungry, so she's just snacking on some stuff and some sunglasses. The clerk says, "Hey, well, you know, you need to pay for that," and she attacks. But the the part that I and I guess it's supposed to be funny, but it's also like, wait a minute, you just stole. But it looks like Logan comes in after he goes and scolds her. He steals a few cigars on his way out the door. So it's almost like he's teaching her, no, it's okay to steal, just don't kill the clerk. Mm. Moral relativism. I suppose. Well, they are saying this is almost like a post-apocalyptic world that they're in where there's uh, mutants are just pretty much wiped out from the Earth. Mm-hmm. And it, it does in some ways follow the Old Man Logan story arc uh, that was from about oh, six or seven years ago in Marvel Comics in which basically um, Wolverine and I can't remember if it was Hank Pym or Hawkeye. I think it was Hank Pym. Basically cruise across the desolate countryside trying to get from Nevada to New York to find some way to uh, basically save and rescue his family. Hmm. And that, that, that seems to have some similarities, because this does feel like a road movie. Mm-hmm. 
So and we do get to see a, a very kind of elderly and disheveled Professor X as he's trying to convince Logan to go on this journey with this little girl. So uh, I'm 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 interested to see it, but like I said, if it if it comes out without R rating, I will not be talking about this movie on this show. That's just the way it works. Mm-hmm. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Sorry, folks. Uh, but we have another movie that I haven't decided if I'm talking talking about later. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it won't be rated R. None of us really know each other. We're all screw-ups. But somehow... We were all in the same place at the same time when Billy found those coins. Guys, check out how we glow. I'm blue! (laughs) I'm black! What? I am. No, you're not! (laughs) Do you feel weird? We're strong. I'm saying we're strong. The answer to what is happening to you is here. You five are the Power Rangers. Did I just hear you say we're Power Rangers? Is this some kind of joke? We're talking to a wall. I was kind of expecting a little more. So where were you last night? Me and four kids found a spaceship buried underground. I'm pretty sure I'm a superhero. Cool. Pee in that cup. Power Rangers were a legion of warriors. You must become those warriors. It's just a hologram, like a video game. <laughs> That's a strong-ass hologram. Not a video game. <laughs> no one man should have all that power. You were born for this. Can I, just count the I will destroy everything. She is pure evil. It's morphin' time. Do it better than anybody you ever seen. Do it. No one man to have all that power. It's a lot of gold. This is your destiny. This is your time. So this is Power Rangers. Uh, I I will flat out say, and I've said this many times on the show, I am not a fan of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Maybe I was just too old for when it came out, but I've never been a fan. Ditto. But here's what's funny to me. So the original Power Rangers... You had the white girl in pink, the white boy in blue, the black guy in black, the Asian girl in yellow, and the Native American in red. And nobody called the show racist. Of course, you could think of it as red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in his sight. And so we've been singing that song for years, Mm -hmm. and we don't consider that to be racist. But in order to keep that from looking racist in the modern age of I'm offended by everything and I need a safe space... You have, and it's it's kind of funny, but they have a, a white guy who now is the Black Ranger, and we have a scene in this preview where he says, huh, I'm black, and it offends the black guy. Yeah. And which, yeah, well, okay, is mildly funny, but also a little bit eye-rollingly stupid. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I uh, There's nothing about this that encourages me to go other than mild curiosity and that maybe some of you out there listening to the show might be interested in this movie, and so I might have to go see it and review it, which there have been times I've gone out for movies that I expected to be awful, but I was like, you know what, for the good of the show, let me go check it out. And I've ended up liking the movie. So who knows? I may go to this and say, that was kind of cool. Well, hey, at the very least, it's got the dad from Malcolm in the Middle in it. I never watched Malcolm in the Middle. Or Walter White, as most people would probably know him. (laughs) No clue. (laughs) Now, I have been seeing... Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't watch that. You know, I cannot get into any show where I'm supposed to root for the bad guy. Uh, But another story altogether. I have been seeing the toys already out, uh, and they... They, they've got more textured layers than a, your average Transformers in a movie. Hmm. I mean, they look like Transformers. And it, the funny thing is that it seems almost like they've been trying to hide the costumes in yeah. the trailers where they don't want to show it to you. But the toys are readily available. You can see their Megazord. and you I mean, you can see everything. So it's like, why are you hiding it in the trailer? Just show it in the trailer. But, you know, whatever, to each their own. I'm still really not that interested in this, but I might go just for the heck of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to at least review the film. Although it looks like they've really altered the characters and the backstories. And I think even some of the uh, fans of the original series, some of you millennials that grew up when you were children, and you absolutely love this. You might not be loving what they've done with your characters. But uh, I don't know. We'll see when this comes out. Uh, oh, but speaking of toys, I want to throw this in real quick. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember if I shared this. I probably shared it on my personal Facebook page, but I don't know if I've shared this on the Neverland Facebook page, which, by the way, we have a fan page for you to like. We also have a group page for you to join, and you can kind of interact a lot more. Um, but there are these new Masters of the Universe toys. Ooh. that they're, they're, uh, the, the, the current trend you know, is these little kind of bags or little boxes where you don't know what character you're getting inside it. They're all over in toy stores, Walmart, and everything. Uh, but they have some Masters of the Universe toys like this. And these are actual, like, little figures. The heads are kind of a little bit bigger, so they're a little bit kind of cute that way. But they even come with the accessories that you can put in there. Like, you know, He-Man's got his power sword. He's got the shield. It's, like, the same accessories that the original Masters of the Universe toys came with. Wow. And that's how I saw the Power Rangers toys, really, is why I'm thinking of this. I've been looking everywhere for this. I went to a Walmart, a Target, a Toys R Us, and a comic shop, and I cannot find these toys anywhere. So are, are these like a blind bag type toy? Yes, they're like a, they're in little boxes, so you can't tell anything. Mm. So, you know, I, I've seen some people posting online, oh, I got lucky, I got He-Man on the first go. And then another person posted a picture, they managed to get Skeletor, and they, but they got it in the mail, so they may have ordered it directly from the manufacturer. I don't know, but... I'm very excited for these, but while while I was out looking for these, I've also noticed there are all kinds of, you know, there's Marvel ones where there's the, like little Spider-Man ones, I think little keychains, but they have a Disney villain set that are also hidden in a bag so you can't tell what villain you might be getting, but they're tiny little figures of Disney villains. Cool. So yeah, I, I don't know if I'm going to collect those or not. I might. You know, there's. I know there's a lot of us that are really big Disney villain fans. I'm not a huge Disney villain fan. I love Disney villains, but I'm not like a, a fan that I'm going to specifically go out of my way to buy a bag that I don't know what villain I'm going to get. <laughs> but with Masters in the Universe, I would totally buy one not knowing which character I'm going to get because I love it all. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, like Faker's in there, too. They want yes, that. there's a... <laughs> I take it you've looked this up. Yes. 
Yes, they have a. Fa- Aren't these cute? They're they're oh, so man. cool. And do not confuse these. I did find at Toys R Us. They have. I don't remember what company made these, but they're almost like a Lego set where you build up a He-Man and a Skeletor, and they look awful, just mm. terrible. Uh, and I was disappointed that that's the only thing I found. But also, if you're a Masters of the Universe fan, uh, you know, they've got new Viewmasters, which it's basically uh, where your phone, you know, you're doing your virtual reality on your phone now. Uh, but they have a Viewmaster set up where you use your phone. And of, of two programs I've seen, I've seen a Batman the Animated Series, and I've also seen a Masters of the Universe program. And when I, I, and when I was looking at the back of this, it's a game. Somehow or another, they use the virtual reality Masters of the Universe game that you use, and it's a view, it's Viewmaster, though, like the old toys, but yeah. you're using your phone. I totally want one of these things. I just, I, I've got to wait and, you know, until I can afford it. You know, I'm paying for college right now, but, oh, man, I, I'm such a He-Man fan, and this is, I know I'm sidetracking way outside of our Disney realm, but this is just so cool. Hey, you know, Neverland is about our past, our history, you know, hey, and Masters of the Universe is part of that. Oh, definitely. We, I, I love it. I love it. It's absolutely great. Um, well, we better jump into our Neverland story time. And this time we're going to hear the wonderful story of Robin Hood. This is your Neverland story time. You can listen along with your MP3 device. You will know it is time to listen when you hear the chime like this. Let's begin now. This is a Disneyland original little long playing record, and I am your story reader. I'm going to begin now to read the story of Robin Hood. You can read along with me in your book. You will know it is time to turn the page when Tinkerbell rings her little bells like this. Let's begin now. About 800 years ago, England was ruled by King Richard, a just king, who at the time of this story was away from his homeland on the Holy Crusades. Hugh Fitzooth and his son Robin were master bowmen, who were also living in the country at that time. One day there was going to be a great tournament at Nottingham, with the finest archers throughout the land competing. Robin was going to be there with his father. The sheriff of Nottingham, who was disliked by the people for collecting unjust taxes, entered his best archer to shoot against Robin and his father. In the final match, Robin's father and the sheriff's archer hit the bullseye, but Robin's arrow split the arrow of the sheriff's archer and he was declared the winner. Robin gave the grand prize, a golden arrow, to the queen's lady-in-waiting, Lady Marion. After the unjust sheriff killed his father, Robin went to live in the heart of Sherwood Forest. He changed his name to Robin Hood, and vowed to get even with the sheriff and Prince John, the ambitious brother of King Richard. Prince John outlawed Robin Hood and offered a reward for his capture. Many men went to find Robin, but not to capture him, but to join him in his fight against the unjust. One day, as Robin walked through the woods, he came to a narrow bridge. As he started to cross, Another man, much larger than Robin, began to cross from the other side. Stand aside, fellow, said Robin, and let me pass. Why should I stand aside, asked the stranger. Why don't you? The two men fought, using long jousting poles, until finally the giant fell into the stream. Robin helped him up, 
and the two men became friends. What's your name? asked Robin. John Little, the man replied. Then I shall call you Little John, said Robin. And the two men went on into the woods to meet Robin's band of men. Robin wanted a clergyman to care for his men's spiritual needs and went to see a hermit called Friar Tuck. As a joke, Robin drew his sword and made the friar carry him on his shoulders across the river to the abbey. When they got to the other side, the friar then drew his sword and made Robin carry him back. Friar Tuck was welcomed into Robin's band of men. Bad news from the Crusades reached England. King Richard had been captured by the enemy and would not be released until a huge ransom had been paid. At a gathering in the castle, all the people were donating money to free the king. Robin Hood and some of his men were there in disguise. The sheriff gave some money and said that was all he had, but that if he had had any more, he would gladly have given it for the king's safe return. Robin Hood and his men sprang forward out of the crowd and presented all the tax money that the sheriff had forced from the people which Robin had taken from the sheriff's house. Prince John and the sheriff had been going to use the tax money to overthrow King Richard. Now it was going to be used to help release him. Prince John thought of a plan to capture Robin Hood and his men by setting a trap using Lady Marion as bait. He put her in prison and then waited for Robin to attempt to release her. One night, Robin and his men disguised themselves as the sheriff and his archers and got into the castle. They crept down to the dungeons and released Lady Marion. As they tried to escape from the castle, the sheriff and his men attacked them. Lady Marion and Robin Hood's men managed to get over the drawbridge before it began to close, but Robin was fighting with the sheriff on the bridge as it went up. Just before it closed, the sheriff was knocked off and fell to his death, and Robin dived into the moat and escaped. Sometime later, in Robin's forest hideout, a hooded knight appeared before them. Where is this man called Robin Hood? the knight asked. I am Robin Hood. What do you want? replied Robin. I have come here to rid this land of outlaws, said the knight. And with that, the knight removed his hood, and there stood King Richard. Robin and his men bowed before their freed king. I thank you and your men, Robin Hood, for all you have done. You are no longer outlaws, said the king. As for you, Robin Hood, said the king, drawing his sword, I dub thee Sir Robin. King Richard returned to the throne and Robin Hood's men were awarded for their loyalty to the king. Prince John was justly punished and Lady Marion became the wife of Sir Robin Hood. I'll sing a song, a rollicky song, as I roll along my way With a hey dairy die and a dairy die do and a riddly diddly day Hark to the tale of Robin Hood and of his merry men His likes you are not like to see in all the world again His bow was long 
his arm was strong and his heart was good and true. Well did he fight to gain the right, and so I pray may you. I'll sing a song, a rollicky song as I roll along my way, with a hey dairy die and a dairy die do and a riddly diddly day. Now Robin, who was called Fitzsooth, is dwelling in the wood. His coat is changed to Lincoln green, his name to Robin Hood. Oh, Robin Hood doth hunt the deer that in the woodlands prance, but oft-times shoots the sheriff's men by sorrowful mischance. I'll sing a song, a rollicky song, as I roll along my way, with a hey dairy die and a dairy die do and a riddly diddly day. Oh, Robin Hood, poor Robin Hood, with a riddly diddly day. He robs the rich to help the poor, a most unusual practice. And now that he has been outlawed, he needn't pay his taxes. I'll sing a song, a rollicky song, as I roll along my way, with a hey dairy die and a dairy die do and a riddly diddly day. The sheriff with threescore bowmen rose out of Nottingham town. But Robin Hood left those bowmen a gasping on the ground. Oh, the sheriff he dined with Robin Hood, and when he had paid the score, back to Nottingham spurred. But from what I heard, he rode hindside to ford. Now, here's to the tail in the sheriff's hand, and here's to the bowl in thine. And when ye have drunk to Robin Hood, pray leave a penny in mine, oh mine. Pray leave a penny in I'll sing a song, a rollicky song, as I roll along my way, with a hey dairy die and a dairy die do and a riddly diddly day, with a hey dairy die and a dairy die do and a riddly diddly day. All right, and of course, after we've had our story time, it's time to take a ride. Uh, but you know, here's one I've actually been sitting on for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm like, you know, I really just need to air this. Uh, back, Friends of the Magic, this must have been 2014, 2015. Yeah, two yeah 20, uh, 2014. Yeah, uh, but uh, I had out there representing Neverland as, uh, as good old Jesse, which, golly, I haven't got to have him on the show in a long time. <laughs> so he's kind of been busy. He got remarried, but he uh, wanted to go and make sure he got to ride in the tinderbox on the Disneyland train. And he recorded it. And so here is that audio. And in case you've never gotten to do this, I mean, this is really, really cool. I want to do this one of these days. Oh, this, this is still on my bucket list. Oh, yeah. 
far. Oh, wow.
that gauge will start going down. It's not the boiler life is best if you if you theoretically never move between five pounds plus or minus okay. operating temperature. And so optimally about 135, 140, 145, Our operating 150. Operating temperature on this engine is 150. 150. If, I keep, if I keep it at 150 the whole day, then I'm an awesome fireman. I haven't done that, but <laughs> I try to be consistent. But the better, the more consistent you are, the longer the boiler life. Now, how long have you been doing this here at Disneyland? Uh, I've been in the park five. I've been here four. Okay. It used to be like Gordon's been here about 35 years, but he's been an engineer about 10. Uh, used to, up to about 2007, 2008, you could come straight into this department from the outside. Now you pretty much, unless you have a great experience, you have to transfer in. So there's a waiting list to, to be an engineer of about 60 names. But the first five or six on the list are department employees who jump ahead of outside people. So I started with the Jungle Cruise and as a conductor. And as soon as I could put my paperwork in to transfer, we would just wait. It's just a waiting game. He'll be back. It's really interesting right here, here feeling the rocking motion as opposed yeah, to a rock on the train. Just, there's a tie bar and you're on a separate car than we did in the engine. It looks like it's all connected. Oh, that, yeah, that's what's interesting. Right yeah, the plate, the plate is uh, lays over so it's a smooth transition when you're walking around. This is where you only have the, this is only a water tank in the park, correct? Right. The other one, there's one at Toontown, but it's just for show. Okay. But we haven't been able to use this for a couple of years because of OSHA regulations. You can't stand above 32 inches without uh, uh, harness of some sort. Well, harness or, or side uh, fence. Okay. And we don't want to do that, so we've been using the water hose to fill. Never been an accident, but that doesn't matter. So now I'm going to increase the fire, atomize it. This is a blower and an atomizer. So I'm acting like a human carburetor. This is my fuel stick. I'm going to make a hotter, hotter stronger fire. This heat will pull that pressure down.
bring yourself a cup oh, of coffee. Oh, except for those guys. <laughs> Primeval world. Does that bother you guys at all when you go in there because of the darkness, or does the dark not bother you at all? Uh, uh, we get used to it. Um, obviously, at night we run the headlight. Uh, first lap in the morning we run the headlight in case sometimes they'll still be maintenance crews from overnight. Ladders in there. You got, you got to be real careful that first lap. Check. Do the little track gets checked. fuel next time. We're ready to go. So yeah, just always keeping your eyes open. You got two sets on eyes. And what's your favorite so far of the circuit? Clear? Yeah. Going up the river at night is pretty. I look back and the reflection of the lights in the water. That's one of my favorites. Even during the day, especially the first thing in the morning, the river is real pretty. It's peaceful. Park first opened, the tunnel was dark all the way down. The first part of the Grand Canyon opened in 59, the second part of the Park Eagle World was in 65.
Disneyland Railroad. I appreciate the experience. Oh. Thank you so very much. Our pleasure. Watch your head get down. Watch your head. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, now before we sign off, there's a couple of things. I really, I, it's so silly of me that I have not mentioned this stuff more often. <laughs> but okay, so Dizversal Radio, go and Google it, look it up. Uh, there is an app on for your phone where you can listen to this. This is a live streaming Disney radio station. And so, I mean, they're playing, and it's plays some Universal stuff as well. It's it's overall a theme park uh, type of streaming live, and I, I've listened to it in my car with my phone and stuff like that. Uh, but they have various different shows, and I actually host a show on there called Toon Tunes that airs every Tuesday, Central Time, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. That's Central Time, 4 o'clock, every Tuesday, Toon Tunes. I do frequently use some of the same content of what we talk here on the show. But I get to play a lot of Disney music along the way. And and sometimes it's completely different. I'll record a completely different show. But I've been neglecting to tell you all about it. I keep forgetting to do it. But, dude, you totally got to go and check this out. It's Disneyversal Radio. Make sure you're listening in. We're trying to get this built up. And eventually, you know, uh, this might actually be a nice income stream because I'm going to get a little cut of the advertising that runs during Troon Tunes once it gets popular enough. And that could really help me out because... You know, being a college student and not having a whole lot of time to work, you know, the income is taking a beating. So this is a great way to help me out. Plus, you're going to love Toon Tunes. It's a lot of fun. We get to play a lot of great Disney music. Uh, we've even added some stuff from Moana here to the our playlist of what I'm allowed to play. So definitely go and check it out. And also, uh, and I, I need to make sure I provide links to this. Uh, for anyone who remembers, uh, when was the last time Tim Nidell was on here? Probably last uh Halloween, we were talking about uh, Halloween specials. But uh, Tim Nindell, host of Saturday Morning Rewind, and I have teamed up to create another podcast called the Mighty Marvel Tooncast. And I have finally submitted the feed to iTunes. So be on the lookout. It should hopefully pop up sometime this week. Make sure you subscribe to that on iTunes. What we're doing is, well, at the moment, we're going to go through the 90s X-Men and Spider-Man series, alternating back and forth, and watch the shows... Uh, so we've, we're going to have a YouTube channel. We've got that already up, up and running. We're doing live commentary, watching the episodes, and then we record a podcast talking about the episode and some of the production and things like that and spotlight a character. Uh, so it's a great new podcast, and I'm even putting the audio from the commentaries into the, the podcast feed. And if you go and you were to uh, – if you go to – marvel.neverlandpodcast.com and eventually we'll probably give it its own domain name you can find the rss feed right there if you'd like to check it out uh, there's already there's two episodes only in the feed right now we did a, a introductory episode where we covered pride of the x-men which was this really great animated episode uh pilot that was done by you know like the marvel animation and sunbow back who did like gi joe and transformers so it's that good quality animation from the 80s uh, so we have both an episode where we're just talking about the episode. Then I have – you can go to YouTube and you can watch the episode with us with our commentary or you can just listen to the commentary uh, on as a podcast. 
uh, which you can take that audio and you can sync it up. And if you happen to have a copy of it, because it was released on DVD, if you happen to have a copy, you can watch the episode with us and listen to our commentary. So lots of fun and exciting things happening with a brand new show that I we might be a little slow getting things out, uh, you know, because it's not going to be a regular weekly thing. We're, we're hoping to do maybe two episodes a month. Uh, that way we have an X-Men and a Spider-Man each month. And when we run out of uh, the 90s show, there's X-Men Evolution, there's Spectacular Spider-Man. Uh, we might even get into that one season of Wolverine and the X-Men. And I even have been asked if maybe we might be able to cover there was an Incredible Hulk animated series, which I never got to see, but maybe we can track it down. There's so much potential, so much fun to have on this, so definitely go and check it out. And Eric is just like, okay, I have nothing to add to that. So, <laughs> Oh, but hey, guess what? What? Oh, I was waiting for that one. <laughs> We've got a new Lost Boy. All right. Uh, now, I've got a, a fun e, uh, email. Now, for any of you who have not joined the Lost Boys or Pixies, uh, you can do this directly on the Neverland Podcast website, neverlandpodcast.com. There's a thing of joining the Neverlanders. It's very simple. All you have to do is come up with a good nickname and then tell us why you chose that nickname. I want this nickname to tell us something about you, uh, part of your Disney fandom. Like uh, Eric is Brett Law, and it's you know, it's Walter backwards, okay? <laughs> so, well, and, and it's and, more than that. I ended up working for a company that at one point was owned by Brett Law, the corporation. See? So it tells you something about him. And it's very, very cool. Uh, And that's where I've put Spider-Pan, you know, because I am the Pan of Neverland, which I've been calling myself since we started this. But because I'm such a Spider-Man fan, I'm the Spider-Pan. See, that's how this works. Uh, But we've got a new Lost Boy that has joined us. Now, uh, he's he also registered with the website. And so I got his name as being Thomas. Uh, When he registered as Lost Boy, he put TJ. And he put his chosen nickname as Lost Boy Tom. And the reason he gave me is, it's cool. Now that's not good enough. We can do better. So I'm going to give him a nickname. And uh, you know when Snoopy dresses up and he calls himself Joe Cool? Oh yeah. So I decided I'm calling you Lost Boy Tom Cool. (laughs) Because it's cool. Alright, welcome Lost Boy Tom Cool. Welcome Tom Cool. I will, as soon as I get a chance, I will hop and add your name to the list of Lost Boys right there at NeverlandPodcast.com. And of course you must remember to take the pledge. Grow wise, grow strong, but never grow up. All righty. Well, I think that wraps up everything we've got for this week. What do you think, Eric? Is there anything else we didn't hit? You know, that just about covers everything that I can think of. Yep, we've taken a ride on the train. We've got to go through some really great Marvel movie news. Uh, we've found a great event that we can donate to. Uh, I mean, this has been a great show. So uh, I guess it's just time to play that sounder until next week. And I'm doing my golf swing like I'm Johnny Carson as we go right into the ending. Ta-do! Don't you wish this was a video? It's coming. I'm, I'm going to do it. hey Exactly. Thank you for listening to the Neverland Podcast. We invite you back next week for more fun and adventure. Until then, remember to keep a pixie in your pocket. It's that young at heart, positive attitude that you can share with others. And remember to visit our website at NeverlandPodcast.com. There you can find links to our news page, our shop, our contact page, where you can easily send an email to podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. You can also find our Neverlanders page, where you can find out how to become an official Lost Boy or Pixie, because girls are too clever to get lost. Become a real Neverlander! Please feel free to leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at NeverlandPCast. 
and like our Neverland Podcast fan page on Facebook. We also have a group on Facebook for you to join. We also appreciate your support to keep the Neverland Podcast up and running. Visit patreon.com slash neverlandpodcast to donate to keeping the pixie dust alive. Copyright content featured on the Neverland Podcast is copyright of their respective creators and used under fair use license. All original content is copyright of Blue Band Productions and a very special thanks to Yeehaw Bob Jackson at yeehawbob.com for our new ending music. God bless! Yeah! Hello everybody, this is Yeehaw Bob Jackson. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, it's true.